Hey everybody, this is Mike Fitzpatrick. This is the Reality of Realty mm -hmm. podcast. I've got Kevin Gunn here with me again. He's been on the podcast before. Uh, we're going to talk about the trials and tribulations of recruiting, growing a team, growing a brand. Uh, so we, we're going to touch on a, quite a few topics in, in this podcast. So uh, Kevin, I'm going to jump right into it. I, I know that both of us over our, our career so far uh, equally have been in the business similar amount of time. Uh, we're, we're both building teams as as we currently speak. I've had a little bit of success in the in the last couple of weeks of bringing on uh, three loan originators in, in that time frame, but but it's definitely not something that was an overnight ex overnight success, um, and, and and is very very difficult. Being the age that I am at, at 26 and getting into the business at 22, uh, it's been super difficult to get credibility and and show that that there is a value to what we're trying to create here and, and, it, and it's paying off, but it's been a four year process to get there. So uh, wanted to hear about some of your, your uh, trials and tribulations that you've gone through just because it's all fine and dandy to post on social media that we're adding people, but, mm -hmm. but the, the gauntlet of trying to get that person added is, is really what I want to talk about. Yeah, I think that, you know, what I've learned over the last two years with Real Living and, and building that brand, you know, we started with four agents when I got there and uh, we're at 24 now. Um, you know, and we've lost some, gained some here and there along the way. What, what I've really learned over the last two years is you really start to narrow down who you're looking for by doing the trials and tribulations of going through the process, but you start to get your picture of the ideal candidate. And what I've really honed in on most recently is culture first, productivity second. Um, when I find the right person that fits, I would rather spend my time mentoring and coaching those people than taking a risk on somebody that may have better production from someplace else, but then they come in and there's just not, not that cohesion. There's not, they're not, we're not gelling together. Right. Um, and like you, actually, I, I don't have a whole lot of real estate experience, you know, other than investing. Um, so it was a little bit di difficult for me too, to go out there and say, Hey, you know, you should come on board. Like I'm not quite as young as you are anymore, but <laughs> but I have a lot of business experience. So one of the added value propositions that I add to a lot of my my real estate agents is not just the the coaching and training as far as real estate goes, but the coaching and training on how to run a business, because that's what you're doing. You're running a business right from setting up your yourself, you know, um, the right way as far as getting your LLCs in place, how to pay yourself, um, you know, and then you start going into the minutia of here's now how you need to go out there and prospect and, and, and build your business. But uh, but I see that as the biggest deficit in our industry is that a lot of people yep. go out and they get a license they start selling stuff they have no idea how they get taxed or what how they're going to be taxed and, and the benefits of actually owning a company or right. you know managing a company rather than just doing this as a hobby so yeah and then there's a huge factor in like in most real estate firms, mortgage places, you, you, you get thrown on an island and mm -hmm. it, you get that person in, you've told them all of this stuff that, that you're going to help them with, you get them in there and then they're just on an island, they feel like that they don't matter anymore. Yeah. And, and that's been a huge consistency game for me is like I, I can feel myself disconnecting at times and not providing the value that, that I think that I should be providing and having that internal battle with yourself to be able to not only be recruiting and, and focusing a lot of efforts into that side of the business, but also continuing to cultivate the business that you have within yeah. helps you in the long run recruit because those people are now your spokespeople inside of your company. Um, and I think that too many real estate companies lose that. They don't, they don't, 
create a culture within. They they just say, hey, you're you've got your license. Here you go. Get after it. And, good luck. And yeah. good luck. You <laughs> yeah. know. Um, so that that's that's something different about recruiting that I think people just miss the mark on. They don't they don't create the people within their company to be their best recruiters. And that's why you know, and I got that actually from one of my coaches out in uh, California was you know, make your agents your walking, talking billboard. So, but you can't do that without having a culture because they, right. there has to be a reason other than splits. And I never recruit based on splits because if somebody will leave one company for an extra 5%, they're going to leave you the next time somebody offers it's them It's like another. selling a client on a mortgage it's, on rate. Like it's, exactly, the, it, it's exactly. not the right way to sell. It's not. So I'd rather bring in the right people and, you know, and then we give an incentive to our agents to rec- out, go out and find me people. You know, right. you go find the eight because they're dealing with them every day. So they already have the rapport with some of these people. They know who will fit and who will not fit. So why not utilize that, you know, and then give them bonuses for bringing the right people in? Yeah. Um, and I found that to be the most successful way we've gone so far, rather than placing, you know, online ads or Indeed ads, whatever it is, Facebook ads, you know, because then you have to whittle through everybody. Yeah. You know, but. When your agents are out there doing it for you, they have a vested interest right. in the people that come in. So there you go. You naturally already have a bond between two people. Right. Um, you know, so I found that to be very productive, and you know, we have incentives for that. So, well, I think with what you guys are doing from from a branding perspective, and the videos, and the the property tours that you do, mm-hmm. and showing kind of like that back end culture is is huge in recruiting in these days just because people want to see what that looks like before they get there. Sure. Um, too many times in the past where you would get this whole spiel from somebody and not know what the back end of it looks like, you get involved in in the minutia of, of what the actual company is once you're there and you're like, man, this really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And, and being able to deliver on those promises that you promised the people is huge in the recruiting side. So with what you guys are doing with branding, I think that that, that plays into the fact that we, we want to become talent attractors. Mm-hmm. And, and the biggest thing with recruiting right now, and I've been on some podcasts of other, other mortgage podcasts and those kind of things is like, what can we do to be true talent attractors that people want to be a part of what we're doing? Mm-hmm. And, and ultimately, yeah, I, I work for us mortgage, but, but the, the driving force behind it is me trying to become a talent attractor to surround myself with great people, which is what we've done over the past few weeks uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and years of, of me being in the business. So I think that you guys are doing a good job at that too, of, of just truly being a talent attractor to where, again, maybe they're not the top producer in, in the world, but they fit into the culture of what you're trying to create. So it continues to create this cohesive culture that people can thrive in rather than trying to bring in a top producer and maybe even model your business around one person that, ah, if I just get that one person, that it's gonna totally change my, my perspective on the mm-hmm. industry and, and I'm gonna be much more successful. Um, so being more of, of like trying to get those people to come to you, I think is, is Yeah, because when you chase them, it's on their terms. Right. And you don't need, and in, in, in terms of a brokerage, you know, and, and you know, being the director, you don't want it on their terms. Right. I want people coming to me because they wanna be a part of what we are growing and what we're building. Um, you know, and I've had top producers come to me and, and we've had conversations and it was not a fit, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'd rather take those middle producers that are just struggling because they really weren't taught the business side of real estate, how right. to really run a business, because I have to believe I can get you to where you need to be. Um, I'll take my chance on those people all the time. When I see that fire and that, that hunger, 
And yeah, I mean, I think that us putting ourselves out there with our property tours and a lot of the video we do, a lot of it is to showcase, like, look, this is, you know, look, you can't not find us. Right. If you are, if you have a, even the slightest interest, you'll find us and you'll see what we're all about. Yeah. And that's on purpose, obviously. We want people to understand, hey, this is how we're, not just our clients, but also people that are thinking about, you know, how are they going to progress their real estate career? Well, yeah, and, here and we are. You've probably heard the same things that I've heard from people is like, what you're doing is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going back to this thought process of sphere of influence sales. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that's kind of you guys and what you do because of the market common, you're in this you're in this area that's great for that. You're utilizing the sphere of influence, and and the whole time I know that people have been like, no, you gotta you gotta invest in Zillow leads. You gotta do this. Yeah. You gotta do this. Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, we're gonna get back to the basics. We're gonna we're, we're gonna go through and, and use our sphere of influence, and we're gonna teach our agents to do that. And that that consistency with that message has been a huge factor in my opinion on, mm-hmm. on you guys getting agents and, and those kind of things. And same thing conversely on our side is like people told me I was crazy and that posting on social media wasn't going to work and that, that I was being annoying and that, <laughs> that like stop posting on social media. Yeah. Don't you have anything better to do? Well, in the meantime, we're close. I, personally, I'm closing a million to 2 million a month and, and I still do have time for that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's the biggest thing is like actually being able to drive home that message that we're that we're recruiting on and, and it has worked. So um, reaching reaching a point to where you you haven't made it, which I'm not saying that I've made it by any means, mm. because I do want to continue to build a big team and 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 be a huge value to the team that I'm trying to create. But I've reached kind of a point to where I'm like, huh, the 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 vision has worked, and mm. now I can help people around me with that same vision and and that's the value add i think that that we create over here in our culture of just like i would martyr myself for the person that whenever i open my door after we get done with this podcast i'm gonna walk over to robert i'm gonna walk to jennifer mm-hmm. or whatever i would martyr myself for that person and they feel that and they yeah. they understand that and i and think you that's do huge. have that you do have that camaraderie here and what you did was you stuck to a process and saw the process through look nothing against those people who spend the hundreds of thousands on Zillow and all that, but that's just a band-aid. That's a quick fix. Yeah. That's not building a business. Because when the next downturn happens, which it will, that spigot gets cut off. So how have you built your business? If right. you don't have past clients to go talk to because they forgot your name, you're done. You're right. lost. You know, I mean, 88% of people don't use the same realtor twice. Our whole model is based on we need to correct that. Right. Because, you know, you need to be the realtor for life. But in order to do that, you have to be there before, during and after a transaction. And that's where I think in our MLS here, unfortunately, it's very transactional. Right. Um, It's all about picking up a commission check and then PC you later. I'm done. Yeah. You know, and, and so why would they not go hunt for another agent? But that's a problem. Right. And especially the way real estate's changing and is going to be changing in the next five to 10 years. I think you have to have that advisor role. You have right. to be seen in the same light as their accountant, their attorney. And I think from your business too, in, in, in mortgages, it has to be the same way. They shouldn't have to go out and look for somebody else when they want to refinance. Right. Well, I mean, that's that was the big thing. And, and the, big, the big thing that we always wanted to drive home is client experience. Mm-hmm. And when this rate market just dropped, it wasn't that we had to go remarket to our database. They had a good experience when they purchased their house and they called us. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go out and dig through my database and try to sell them on it. They were calling us mortgage or calling me and saying, Hey, listen, uh, we, we understand that rates have dropped. Can you help me get my, my rate lower? 
And it wasn't it wasn't that I had to go remarket to them because yeah. they had such a good experience in this long term process that we've been trying to create, and and, and that's what's led to to the success in recruiting. And kind of just going back to like the bad that can happen from it is like I've I've got my teeth kicked in trying to recruit plenty of times. Sure, had the wrong fit in a market and had to had to cut it. Um, had had somebody leave and and got a bunch of phone calls that said, "Dude, what are you gonna do now?" Because like your your top guy left, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? What am I gonna do now? I'm gonna be consistent. I'm gonna continue to yeah. to grind, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna I, we're gonna be fine. We're mm-hmm. we're gonna continue to build, and that's being able to handle that adversity. I think is huge in the recruiting because you have more adversity in recruiting than you have positivity. It's not like real estate transactions to where you get paid. A, once you close that deal, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't get paid immediately because no. they have to go close deals to yep. do it. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a it's kind of an unrewarding battle until maybe six months after that person is actually yeah. on the team. And and you can't be attached to the outcome because right. you are going to get your teeth kicked in and you are going to get disappointed. So yeah, the way I look at it, I never take anything personally, and I'm not attached to the outcome. You know, right. I mean, because you know, I had one slip through my fingers recently, and you know, yeah, people can be like, oh man, well that's. You know, they can get, sing the pity party. I don't care. I've already moved on. Yeah, I moved on the second it was a no. You know, I mean, because there's somebody else. You know? But in in most instances, that person in your position would be like, oh, yeah. take the rest of the day off. <laughs> I'm gonna take the rest of the day off. Yeah, I'm good and, and be tore up for two weeks. Yeah, when you, when yeah. in that two week period, there may have been an opportunity with somebody else there that you miss because you're all down on your laurels. And, and eating your own crow and, mm. and, and being sad when, when you should just be staying consistent and moving on to the next one. Yeah, it's just like a realtor too. I mean, you're gonna, you know, when you're prospecting, you're going to get kicked in the teeth and told no quite a bit. But yep. if, you, if you let that bother you, you are done. I mean, you have to keep moving forward and you have to keep talking to new people. Yeah. You know, I will probably message uh, 20 people on Facebook to just to get one or two cups of coffee, you know, and that's all right. that is is a cup of coffee. That's not, you know, hey... You know, you're coming over. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a conversation, and I think you have to take the long game. You know, yeah. I mean, I just got somebody that joined us recently. That was a six month process. Yeah. But I got a rock star in the building, and it took six months. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't expect everybody to just jump and say, "Hey, yeah, yeah." Well, that up. person that you talk to and that's ready to jump in that instant, there's a major problem. Mm-hmm. There's something. Yeah. There's there's something wrong with that scenario. If that if you hey, I'm Kevin Gunn with Real Living. Blah blah blah. blah we've got this great product. Oh yeah, I'm ready to cook. Like yeah. if, if it's within a two day window, like no, you're right. I get you're real right. skeptical. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And a lot of times, and I hear it all the time because I interview a lot of agents is, um, I'm not, look, I'm not defending the brokers here a whole lot, but because uh, I, I hear the same thing all the time. You know, I ha- I'm getting no help. I can never get a hold of broker. There's no coaching. Okay, I get it. I, I, I And that's why we do what we do because we saw that yeah. void in the marketplace. But at the same time, sometimes I know it's not the broker, it's yeah. the agent, yeah. you know, based on the conversation. Um, is it, you know, is it really the broker or are you just not putting the effort forward right. to make these things happen? Well, each person that's that's on our team here that, that we've brought in, not any at any point when we were recruiting them was negative things said about yeah. the company that they were leaving. Hey, I love this company, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's great. Like That's that great. that type of conversation and playing that long game is, and not not one person that I have here that I've recruited did it happen overnight. It, it was six months, it mm-hmm. was it was a year, it was two years, yeah. whatever whatever it might be. And, and I think that that's hugely beneficial for 
manager type people that we're kind of talking to on this podcast to remember is like, it's probably not in your best interest to grab that first piece of success when it happens fast yeah. in recruiting. Cause it's, it's probably not the right fit for the yeah. business can become a cancer. Yeah. There's an underlying circumstance forcing that person to make a decision. Um, yeah. and if you don't know what that circumstance is or peel back that onion, you got to be careful Yeah, because it's just going to end up being your problem. Right. Once they come on board. Right. You know, it, it's them. It's not, you know, a lot of people want to blame something external, but it's a lot of time it's actually the person right. themselves. And I actually, same as you, I won't even really carry on a conversation with somebody who's going to throw the broker under the bus because right. I don't care how bad he or she is. You just don't behave that way in a professional manner. Right. Like, you know, and, and that just tells me about the character of that person anyways. Because yeah. if you're willing to do that to that person, you're going to be willing to do it to anybody in the right. building. And that's not the culture that we've created. So, right. you know, I'm not, I'm, I it's always, you, you, you harped on long-term, like the, the long game play is the thing that I've been doing since the mm -hmm. day that I got into this business is just playing the long game. Yeah. You, and I made the mistake of doing it the other way. Yeah. When I first came on board, you know, cause I, I you know me, I have big visions and, and big aspirations for the yeah. company. So you almost can never move fast enough for me, but I, I had to learn about, I don't know, probably six months to a year ago, you know. Patience. Patience is what's gonna pay yeah. off. And, you know, doing the little things and dripping people and just reminding people that you're there. I actually coach agents that sometimes that are not even in part of my firm. Yeah because they just need the guidance, but I'm not sitting there doing it with the, the carrot saying, well, you got to come over here for to get right. that kind of information. Well, that's like oh. what, what Gary V talks about in a lot of his podcasts is like, I'm going to give all this free content away and expect nothing in return. Mm -hmm. And that is what's been, what has been the biggest driving force and, and the successes that, that I've had, the successes that we've had over here. And I think the same thing for you is like, I, I give away my knowledge and I give away things for, for complete free. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not asking for anything in return. I had a real estate agent call me recently, said, hey, I'm having this problem. They're, they're calculating the rental income wrong uh, from, from the appraisal and, and the deal's not gonna go through. And I said, well, here's how you make it go through. And that deal closed with the other lender. Mm. but I'm okay with that yeah. because that creates loyalty and the same thing with recruiting. It, it creates loyalty and when you don't expect anything in return. Yeah. Well, in, in our business, if I expect something in return from a realtor, it's a RESPA violation. So yeah, yeah, whatever right. the hell that means. <laughs> but, you know, and the same thing, because I mean, you know, I'm about to hit a certain segment of the market here very hard and do it very differently. And somebody had actually approached me and said the same thing. Like, well, you know that they're just going to copy you. Well, good. It's the biggest for, form of flattery. Good for the clients because yeah. then it means that their homes are going to be marketed the right way. So at the end of the day, it's a win for me. And I don't honestly believe that it will be copied because usually when the, you're the first person to do something, you would think it would be logical for other people to just watch, learn, and do the same thing. But very few people do it. Well, the, the, it, it comes back to execution. Robert uh, did a video the other day on execution. Mm -hmm. and, and you can teach anybody anything. The likelihood that they actually execute on that is yeah. is not is very not super very likely. very small. That's why, like, you do a podcast like this, and and you're trying to like help people with recruiting. There's going to be somebody in the mortgage industry that's on the other side of the street from me that says, "Hey, I want to do. I, I'm I'm going to start getting out there and really recruiting." Mm -hmm. But are they really going to execute on it? No. Who knows? Yeah, it, it's typically it's not. You have to really be dedicated to it. I mean, my my, you know, and I'm very big on weekly planners, and I mean. Yeah. You know, and like you, I'm, I've had some people say, you know, all this stuff you're putting out there, sometimes it can be too much, the radio show, all that stuff. Look, I plan this stuff out. I, I have time for this. Yeah. You know, so 
when you say the same thing, like, look, I'm still getting my job done and doing all this other yep. stuff, it's because I have a very, very powerful schedule and I try to teach everybody how to have a pow- powerful schedule um, so that you can fit these type of things in. Yeah. Um, type of things in. So, you know, I think it's very important. You know, there's no sense in hiding knowledge. Yeah. There really isn't. A lot of people think that it's protecting themselves by yeah. keeping it in. It's really not. You know, I mean, I want people, I want the consumer out there, whether they use me, my company, or somebody else to have the best experience. So if some yeah. other agent picks up on what I'm doing, God bless them. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with other mortgage companies. Yeah. Like there's great mortgage companies in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And yeah, I've been not in the, the only real estate company. Yeah. I've been in the rooms with them. Like they, they, they're doing great things. Guild Mortgage is doing great things. Mm-hmm. Movement Mortgage is doing great things. I just think that we're in the conversation with the same thing with those people. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm great friends with people over there sure. and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a bad thing because whenever you take that mindset, that competition is your enemy mm-hmm. and you you're lost. in a role that has to recruit people, the people that you're competing mm-hmm. against, if you're being an ass to them, you're never going to be able to recruit them. No, ever. No. And I just got asked that question today. It was very funny. Um, you know, what I'm about to kind of really hit hard on this market segment is somebody some brought up the word, well, you know, you're competing with this person, this person. I said, I'm not competing with anybody. Yeah. I'm creating something new. They might see it as competing. Yeah. But they would be wise not to view it that way because I'm going to create something for the client that I think we have a void in. Right. You know, and, and at the end of the day, again, if they pick up on that and they start stepping up their game, it helps it everybody. All, it all makes it makes yeah. the, the consumer have a better experience. Mm-hmm. It, it gets the word out on things. So I, I, I couldn't agree more that like the consistency is, is the number one key to being a good recruiter, mm-hmm. which I, I don't like the word recruiter because I don't yeah. think that it's accurate. Uh, I, I think that the more accurate word, if you actually have success in recruiting is talent attractor. Sure. Um, but overall, like I, I've had way more defeat on the recruiting side than oh, yeah. I've had success. And you're going to. Yeah, you're going to, but you know, and, and like you, I don't like the word recruiting in real estate, you know, in our, our brand, especially we, we shy away from, you know, what they say is recruitment and retention. Yeah. You know, that's the wrong philosophy. We look at selection and development. So right. I'd rather go out there and select the right people, develop them, build, help them build their business. And at the end of the day, that helps us. Right? right. Recruiting and retention just seems so like, you know, I'm just going to get warm bodies and then my job is just to keep them. Yeah. So why do you want to keep everybody? Yeah, my 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 <laughs> thing is, is like kept. in in my industry the, the the what everybody's looking for is that million dollar a month guy. Yeah, or girl, sorry, mm-hmm. um, but million dollar a month. That's what we're looking for. My sweet spot is five hundred thousand dollars a month, yeah. and let me help you get to a million. That's it. Because yeah. then it's going to create loyalty, and you're never going to leave. Mm-hmm. You, if I help you go from five hundred thousand to a million a month, you're gonna you're gonna get recruiting calls and and be like. No, I, I was doing five hundred thousand dollars a month before. Why would I leave? Yeah, it makes no sense. No, and you're not going to tell look. me that you're going to take me from one million to two million. That's not an easy jump. No, <laughs> and that's what I look for. I mean, you know, obviously I get access to pretty much everything in the MLS. I can see everybody's numbers, you know, and I don't go right to the top. You yeah, because at the end of the day, there's not a whole lot of motivation for those people at the top to go anywhere else. Yeah, they've already built their brand, kind of process. they've built they've... their business, and it would actually probably hurt them. To, to leave, to, to leave and, and switch a brand because you now you've confused a very large client base. I look for those agents that are in that one to three million range. Yep. And say, how can I get you to five to ten? Right. You know, that's really my sweet spot too. You know, and that's where I see because I know you know how to go through the transactions 
to me, that, that speaks to me as like, I'm looking at somebody here who knows how to facilitate a transaction, but do you know how to build a business? Right. You build a business, you're going to go five to 10 million real right. quick. Um, that's who I want. That's right. who I try to attract. Yeah. And then like kind of, kind of to finish it up is the, the proof of concept. You, you do have to have a little bit of time in the game mm-hmm. to, to have proof of concept, to, to get the, the validity to actually get people to come over to you. And, and that's been, that's been my biggest challenge. Sure. Um, I, I had the internal belief that I could provide value to people and, and I do know the, the mortgage world and I can get stuff done and, and those kind of things. And, and I just had to have a certain amount of years yeah. in the business before I had the validity to get people to rally behind what message I was preaching. And, and, and it's getting to that point finally. And, and now the floodgates have kind of opened and people are seeing that like, Hey, uh, we not only do you get support from me here, but you're also getting this amazing company and, mm-hmm. and those kind of things. And I sat at one of the people that I just brought in, sat at her desk for the entire day on her first day to get deals piped in to where that usually just doesn't happen yeah. with with a company. And, and I think that that's just where we're different is um, I don't see myself any different than anybody else in the in the branch. I don't like titles. I don't care about titles. I work for them. And, and I just want to bring a value to them. And I think that that's huge in recruiting and, and just being consistent and having that time in the game. And that's, and you just hit on it. You have to have that, that mindset that you work for them. Yeah. You know, and when you, when you have that mindset, they're going to feel that and they're going to be attracted to that, you know, and you know, that's why I do all the coaching classes that I do. It's why I set up, you know, monthly, weekly training sessions yeah. because I want to dedicate the time because I, that's what I promised and that's what I need to deliver. But, uh, and like you, I have to, you know, I don't practice a whole lot of real estate, but I, but because of my sphere, I do get a lot of clients. So yeah, I, I don't mind going through all that because it just, you know, validates what I'm really trying to teach them at, 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 right. in the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, again, it, to me, it goes down to culture first, coaching second. Are you coachable? Right. Um, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you have to like the people that you're surrounded with. Yeah. And we I spend more time in our in our work life <laughs> yeah. setting than we do with our family. So, if you get if you get somebody in the office that's not yeah. that doesn't bode well to that, it, it could I mean it could ruin your life. It can, and that's I learned long ago in other businesses. You cut the cancers quick, yeah, um, because it it grows, you know. And um, but there's just something you know. If one of my agents, if Kate comes to me and says I got this great agent, to me there's a lot of power in that. Right. Same way if Robert came to you and said, Hey, I got this really good LO. Yeah, that means something. And I know to both him, and he's, he's he's a That's, true person. Exactly, he's, he, he's genuine and, and those kind of things. And it's and not, not the, full of BS. Yeah, and it's not the quickest way to grow your company, but it is the best way. Yeah. to grow your company. Yeah, growing with people that once you show them that you're mm-hmm. dedicated to them. They're going to go shout your name to the heavens. Exactly, and that's that's the overall concept of of what I've been trying to do over the years is like yeah. just building around people that once once I show them that I love them, that that I've got their back, that I, I'm I'm there for them, mm-hmm. though getting the people that will then in turn go shout your name to the heavens is huge. Yeah, no, so. I agree. This is uh, this has been recruiting on the uh, the podcast, the reality of realty with Kevin Gunn, and I'm Mike Fitzpatrick. Uh, if you've got any topics that that you'd like us to talk about, uh, Kevin has been on uh, one other time. We talked about routine, uh, or if you're a real estate agent and you want to talk about something that that is kind of the nitty gritty of of being a realtor in in, in the market, reach out to me. I'd love to have you on, and uh, hope you guys have a great week.